0: Welcome to One to Watch Wednesday, featuring independent and emerging artists from across Canada. My name is Sarah Scott, and thank you for listening. One to Watch Wednesday is partnered with DRC Music. They're here for all your entertainment needs. Now, spring is here, summer is right around the corner. When we're able to have live shows again outside, and I know we will. And you want to have a show, think of DRC Music first. They believe in live music for all, and they specialize in small, intimate concerts close to all our homes at a fair price with well-known Canadian artists. Contact DRC Music today for more information. In the spotlight, this episode is pop artist out of Calgary, Danny Randall. You're going to get to know him a little bit more, and also you're going to hear his two songs, Carry On, and his latest release, Don't Come back. I'm pretty darn excited for this episode, so let's get right on into it. Thank you so much for being a part of One to Watch Wednesday. Super excited to have you here. We are starting fresh, although we both were saying that we kind of feel like we know each other through social media quite a bit, but I'm very excited to virtually meet you for the first time, Danny. And we got to talk about your musical past and how you got to where you are today. So tell us a bit about Danny Randall. Yeah,
1: I played music like my whole life. I feel like everybody says that. So how can I make it different than what everyone else says? But my dad was actually a drummer in some rock bands back in the day. Pretty cool. And my mom was a singer. And so music was kind of in the house. Like drums that was like literally set up in our living room when I was a kid. So I remember that. And that's kind of how I got started. And yeah, eventually learned guitar and then ended up like, playing in church a lot, which like gave me lots of time to practice. And then singing and playing at the same time was like hard. I remember like when I first tried to learn that. Yeah, kind of been in a part of my life. I remember just always absolutely loving it. Like, you know, whether it's you get chills from listening to a really awesome song or the way you feel when you're just by yourself playing or when you're playing with other people, it's just, yeah, it's the best thing.
0: Yeah. So your love of music did start at a very young age with influences from Two very musical parents from the sound of it. So how did they influence you to go on to be a musician yourself? It's interesting. They
1: always gave me lots of opportunities, you know, because of like church stuff specifically. But actually, my parents were not super into like, you know, you should do music kind of thing which is kind of ironic because they both love it. But they're like, you know, you got to go to university, you got to get a good job and all this stuff. And I did go to university and thankfully right now I, I do also have employment because right now doing music full-time is be a little bit tougher than it has been in the past. They've been my biggest supporters and critics at the same time. Like I know, like if I'm going to show them a song, for example, I'm like, I know they're going to give me the real truth, you know, um, which has always been really helpful when, when they love something they're behind me hundred percent, which is, which is also really cool. So.
0: That's really, really cool. So. Uh... But where were your first performances? You mentioned that it all started in church. So did it all start there? And how has it evolved?
1: Yeah, it did start there. My first performance, I guess, as an artist, I played my whole life, but I didn't start writing songs really until like my last year of high school. So when I moved down here to Calgary to go to school, I was just playing covers in my room and just living life in the dorm. And people started asking me like, well, what are you doing with this music thing? Like, you're pretty good, whatever. And encouraged me to audition for like a chapel team at our school. And so I ended up playing there. And that was kind of more like a performance, I guess, because I was in front of a bunch of people I didn't know. And then, yeah, it was just experimenting. Like, well, I guess I have all these songs, like I should go to an open mic night or something, you know? And so I think like my first open mic night was in Lloydminster because I grew up just south of there. I went to a place called The Root. So I had spent the full year at university and I went back home for the summer to work. I was at work and people were like, man, like this music thing, like what's going on? And I was showing people my demos and stuff. And they're like, you should go play at The Root, which is like this really cool cafe. I don't think it exists under that name anymore. So I just went to an open mic and a bunch of my friends from work came out to support me, like, you know, 10 or 15 people. And it was really cool because I wasn't super frightened to death because I had people there that knew me and yeah it actually it ended up going really well and it encouraged me to do more so yeah that was actually my first one was in Lloydminster
0: so who have been some of your biggest influences in music and have they evolved over the years throughout your career and if so how
1: The people who have influenced me, there are different people probably who influence me now than who originally did. And also the people who originally did have also really changed as artists, um, which is interesting. Yeah, like I've always really admired Coldplay, for example, because they're a band that has changed their sound consistently over the years to maintain a following and to maintain superstardom. Basically, they're always on the radio. But I feel like they've been really delicate about how they do that, which is cool. And some diehard old school Coldplay fans will be like, "No, they've totally sold out." But I like all their stuff. My biggest influence, for sure, is Ed Sheeran. I, I heard the A Team when I was in my last year of high school, so that's when I first started writing songs. It was that same year, and I heard the A Team come on the radio, and I was like, "What the heck is this? This is." awesome. I love the song. I ended up like downloading the whole album that album and uh babel by mumford and sons were like my soundtracks for that year and i listened to it so much and i was just so enthralled with the way these guys sang and the way they wrote songs and how they did music so th- like mumford and sons ed sheeran big influences also taylor swift and specifically when it comes to taylor swift as well as ed sheeran their songwriting like the way they told stories i i loved mumford and sons lyrics but i was like i couldn't wrap my head around that abstract talk i loved bonnie ver and all these other indie artists as well but i'm like I don't know what they're saying like what they're talking about when they're singing but Ed Sheeran and Taylor Swift did a really good job of just like taking really relatable topics and putting them into songs and that's something that I felt I could try to emulate and then Ed Sheeran as well like I've read his autobiography, I've watched every interview you can watch. And he's just such a cool guy in a way, the way that he built his career is something I look up to. And I've just like everything down to like, even the distributor that he used when he was an independent artist. Like I've tried to copy everything he's done to try and like build my own career and be myself at the same time. But it's just, he had such a cool strategy that obviously eventually worked. And so I've just tried to do what he did.
0: Absolutely. I absolutely think that's amazing. And yeah, Ed Sheeran has quite the career. Now, what led you to the genre of pop sensitive folk music you said that you heard Ed Sheeran and you thought oh my goodness what is this and you wanted to do it but what attracted you to this style of music as an artist
1: I think again it comes down to the relatable songwriting for me songwriting is so important sometimes like I really like indie rock as well and sometimes like I don't I have no idea what they're saying really what they're talking about but there's an awesome guitar riff and it's just catchy drums and I'm just like they could be saying you know I don't know we're animals in the moonlight or something over and over again and to me it doesn't make any sense but I love it I always was Really into dance. Like people used to make fun of me actually because my iPod was like half country music and then half just EDM. Like that was it, there was no in between. And they're like, that's such a bizarre taste in music to have. But I loved both of those things. So for me, once you started getting more dance pop on the airwaves, it was like, I love this. This is like the songwriting that I've always loved from acoustic singer songwriters like Ed Sheeran. The music and the beats that I've always loved from people like, you know, Calvin Harris. Or I'm really into Lauv right now. He's like a big influence in the last little while, last couple of years.
0: Well, hey, that's pretty cool. So speaking of songwriting, because you have brought that up a few times, what are some of the topics of interest explored in your songwriting process? And how do you expect listeners to react to it?
1: I try and keep it like, like I liked it, you know, when I would listen to music for some of the first time listening to some of those, those songs that I still love and that influenced me to write songs. I think, okay, what would, what would other people get out of this like how would this affect other people so for me topics are just life in general again i try not to be too abstract sometimes i do try to challenge myself and write that way as well but relationships i'm finding it interesting being in like a really good relationship like i have now for the last while okay how do you write songs that aren't breakup songs or like you know that kind of thing but all kinds of topics in life i think one that probably is a resounding topic for me is probably like purpose and like your dreams and pursuing something in life outside of maybe what's the norm. That definitely pops up in quite a few songs that that I've written. That's one that is pretty prevalent in Carry On and is prevalent in a few new songs that I've written even this year. And especially just like meaning and purpose. I think that's, yeah, it's something that's always on your mind and that's something that you can draw from. And I think people can relate to.
0: For sure. And we're going to get more into your career and dive into more of your projects here in a couple of minutes. But I do want to talk about your song, Carry On and play it here. And the message behind it is positive and it was what we all needed when it came out. So before I play it here, tell us a bit about the song Carry On and where did it come from and how did you write it?
1: Yeah, that song, I remember I was driving back from my then girlfriend's house and I was listening to Love actually. It was late at night and one of my like favorite things to do when it comes to writing songs is just to like turn on a couple of like low light lamps and just sit up into the wee hours like play with my guitar and 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 whatever. So this was one of those nights where I was just kind of being reflective and hanging out with my my instrument. And the song just dropped on me all at once, like the first two verses pretty much, and and kind of that that chorus, that little vocal riff that's like, oh,
2: oh, oh, oh
1: uh. and that was, you know, just playing over and over in my head. And I really loved it because especially that there's a one lyric in this song that talks about I fear for what's to come because it feels like I'm no one and I'm swimming in an ocean full of somebodies. And that like specifically talks to just like living in a world of hundreds of thousands, if not millions of like mini celebrities. Like how does someone like myself remotely distinguish myself and like show up and make it, you know, like especially when it comes to music, it's How do I distinguish myself enough amongst this ocean of people who are famous and have clout? I don't, you know, but at the end of the day, the message is just to keep going to do what you love and to think about those things like purpose and and where your life is headed, but not to get too bogged down by it and just keep going where you want to go.
0: For sure. And we're going to play it right now. This is Carry On.
2: I crush my soul, but I will move on. Take my smile, steal my joy, but I know I am strong. I, I will, will carry, carry on. on. oh, 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 I, oh, oh. Looking backwards at my life Everything looks alright It's when I look forward that everything blurs nothing's black or white And I fear for what's to come Cause I feel like I'm no one But I'm swimming in an ocean Full of somebody. And there's days I can't hold on Cause everything feels wrong But I'm looking in your eyes You believe in me Oh, 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 I Oh, 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 I Oh, 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 I I, I, I will carry on Oh, oh
0: was the song carry on by our guest danny randall on one to watch wednesday you have some accolades we need to talk about in 2016 your self-titled ep soared to number 10 on the itunes pop charts You've competed for the IAMA Best Male Artist Award, and you were in the first round of the CBC's Searchlight Competition and were shortlisted for the 2020 American Songwriter Lyric Contest and received an invitation to train at AE West, Canada's Music Incubator. Holy cow. Congratulations on all of that. How does that all feel?
1: It's cool. Like, yeah, I've just been really lucky with like connections that I've made and and people who have who believed in my music. The First Name Basis EP, which came out in 2016. That was crazy. That was like the first time I actually released music. So so many of these friends who've been supporting me over the years and just waiting for me to drop something were extra supportive. I mean, everyone that I know, like shared it with someone else that they know and everyone downloaded it. It was kind of a lucky break, probably like streaming was kind of brand new at that time. And so a lot of people were able to buy my album just by downloading it. And so I think that really helped me in terms of like just bumping it up on the on the pop charts on, on iTunes, which was really cool um, just to see it go there and be next to like records like Lady Gaga's and Beyonce's. It was it was cool. The IMA was a random opportunity that kind of presented itself. And I was like blown away that when I submitted Wait For Me, that they really liked the song. And yeah, I was up for Best Male Artist. A guy called Jesse LaBelle, I think, ended up winning. But it was still just so cool to be nominated among like four or five other guys who were deemed really good musicians. So it was an honor.
0: Well, congratulations on all of that. From my understanding, you do a lot of self-production.
1: Yes. That was a new adventure that I embarked on starting in 2020. So the beginning of 2020 was a year where I had quit my previous job, was doing music full time, but I was trying to figure out how I could do it myself. Two reasons for that being like, I just hadn't really found a match with a producer yet. And of course, making your music on your own is cheaper. So I tried to figure out if I could do it. And yeah, Carry On actually turned out, I think, Pretty well. I used GarageBand to make it, which I'm kind of like proud of the fact that I did it on you know a limited amount of like gear. But I also tried to make sure it was quality. I didn't want that to be an excuse to for it to not be good. And yeah, I think now like this song that we just did, um, I'm working with a guy called Ben Lachlan from Spruce Music. Uh, this song that we just did together, it was really fun because I've been able to bring a, more knowledge in terms of production from my own stuff and to go and work with him. And I feel like what we've been able to create is like so much better than something I could have created on my own. But yet I've been so deeply involved in the process that it's really unique. And and I think going forward, uh, there'll never be a song where I will just, you know, track vocals and just hand it off to a producer. I don't think I could do that. Maybe, I mean, I'm sure there's, Yeah. If Benny Blanco showed up tomorrow and was like, I'll produce your next, your next single. And I am like, yeah, you do it, man. You're the master. But I think in the future, I'll always be more embedded in the process, which is cool.
0: That is really cool. Being a co-producer that gives you so much creative freedom as well. And you get to have the final say on the song that you created that came out of your head. So that's pretty exciting. Now as a very talented artist, and as someone who has also gotten into production yourself, you got a lot of experience. So in your opinion. What makes a good song?
1: Everyone says the hook. The hook has to be the best. I think that's true. I would go a little step further and say the lyrics have to be the best. I mean, obviously, when I was a kid, I just rhymed whatever I could rhyme to make a song. You know, I I feel like my songwriting has really developed probably even in the last three or four years to a point where you have to be honest. And I don't think you can learn it as a science. I still think it has to be emotional and it still has to be authentic to you. But you have to, you know, learn how to use the right word at the right time. Soft rhymes, hard rhymes, they're both okay. But it's just, don't just put word fillers in there. Ryan Tedder actually says, like, if you even if you write a good line, I'm assuming whether that means lyrically or melodically, don't sit back on it, but, you know, try and beat it. And I think... I've tried to to do that with my own songwriting, make sure I say the right thing. Like if if verse one is about moving away from the city and verse two is about cows on the moon, it's like, well, how do those two things relate to each other? Like how, you know, how does a story make sense? And some people don't write in terms of story, but I usually do. So I try and think about that as well.
0: That's pretty cool. Now you like to have hands-on approach when it comes to making your music, of course, and you've done collaborations with a few artists and I've heard from so many in general that They love going into co-writes because they always learn something new or experience a different style of writing or thinking when it comes to songwriting with every other artist that they work with. So when you go into a collaboration, what do you like to bring to the table and what do you experience?
1: I like to go with something. I've done it before where you started from scratch, but I really like to go with an idea at the very least, probably like a melody that I've got in a voice memo. Um, And at best, like probably a couple of verses, but no chorus or a chorus and no verses just to have something that we can try. And even if we don't use that, we can do something else that that's cool with me, too. I like to bring something and just have a starting point. But I I do really enjoy co-writing. Actually, I find it's a tricky balance finding the right person to write with. But when you can get like the right brains together, it's like. Oh, I never would have thought of that melody or that's a great line. I love that you had that line. I'll shout out Megan Dawson because she's like my favorite co-write. I just feel like we work so well together. Myself and her and Chelsea Hazelip have been writing a bunch together lately and it's just been so great. They're great brains.
0: They really, really are, man. They come up with so many good songs. So shout out to those two. Now, before we talk about your brand new song here, Tell us, what are your plans for 2021? You mentioned that you are working on a few projects, but what's going on this year?
1: Yeah, 2021 is an exciting year. Uh, More music on the way from me and Ben, hopefully getting back in the studio pretty soon here. I'm hoping to be able to play some shows again coming up soon. Yeah, it's it's a bit funny because right now, like I feel like my calendar's all jumbled in my head, but there's like so much planning going on around like new music. And that's definitely my primary focus is to just release as much music as I can in 2021. And we'll worry about the, the live opportunities later if, you know, if we are able to, to do that kind of thing. So looking forward to that too.
0: Live music is coming back. I've been saying that and I'm going to continue to say that because I just got a feeling it's going to come back and hopefully it comes back this summer so we can hear some new music and songs from you. But this song, it came out last week, brand spanking new, and it is called Don't Come Back. Tell us a bit about the song and how you wrote it. What's the story behind it?
1: So when I was hanging out over Christmas, I started just like fiddling with an acoustic guitar. I love playing in like open D tuning. I had kind of forgotten that I did this, but I basically came up with a melody line for a verse and a melody line for a chorus and a bridge. And I was like, I should do something with this. And I, I didn't, yeah, it's unusual for me to do just melody and no lyrics, but uh, I did. And I just left it and came back to it about a month later and was like, this is a really cool melody. I should try and write something to this. And, That was interesting because I felt like I was trying to come up with ideas rather than drawing from a direct experience, which is usually how I write. But I felt like I was able to distance myself slightly from the writing at the same time and then try and come up with the best possible song. But the song is drawn from like my life experience. It's all like real talk. It's kind of a angsty song, I guess, you know, for it's, it's a great song to roll the windows down and say goodbye to whoever broke your heart at some point.
0: That's great. Well, here it is. This is Don't Come Back by our guest, Danny Randall.
1: Took my heart, hammered
2: into, we broke apart, cause you wanted to, your secrets please, keep them to yourself. But you don't get that but well, do you The way you live You, but you don't get you did before
0: Danny Randall with his latest Don't Come Back and that song and all of his music is available on all streaming services right now and you can find out more details on Danny Randall on his website dannyrandall.com or on all social media platforms. And a big thank you going out to Danny for chatting on one to watch Wednesday this week. That was a ton of fun. My name is Sarah Scott and a big thank you going out to DRC music. I love them because they have a passion for supporting good music and helping you put on one heck of a show. Live music is totally coming back. And when it does make sure you get this exceptional team for their exceptional live show experience, contact DRC music about their services today on social media. Thank you so much for listening and have a great day rest of your day.